The writing is on the wall. A new stimulus is coming. Only this time, there won't be any checks or unemployment benefits. Instead, the money will flow straight into Wall Street. And they'll use it to quietly corner the monopolize today's most profitable resource. Let me explain. If you take the Fed's word for it, you'll think that Jerome Powell is determined to bring inflation back to 2%. In his February 1st conference, he pledged that he's strongly committed to returning inflation back to their 2% objective, and ongoing increases in interest rates will be appropriate. But as history has shown, Powell is great at bluffing. Remember when he swore inflation was transitory and the Fed wouldn't hike rates until 2023? Well, you know how that panned out. And while he's once again promising to tame inflation with further rate hikes, his actions tell a whole nother story. We've gone from 0.75% to half a percent and now to a quarter point hike. And that's exactly what Wall Street wanted. As soon as Powell's quarter point hike announcement hit, the S&P 500 soared. The bond markets called Powell's bluff too. Take a look at the divergence between the Fed's projections, the yellow line, versus what the bond market implies, the blue line. And finally, the dollar is weakening. Another clear sign that the world doesn't buy Powell's tough talk. Meanwhile, the Bank of England just signaled a pause on further rate hikes. And Europe's central bank is shelving planned hikes after this quarter. Why are central banks backing off while inflation is still so high? The clue lies in a Western central bank's newfound mission. A few years ago, the European Central Bank, otherwise known as the ECB, became the first central bank to add a climate stability goal to its official mandates. That means, from now on, its policy could be dictated by environmental goals instead of consumer prices. The ECB's logic behind it is that climate change supposedly exposes us to what they call climateflation. I'm being serious. Take a look. This self-assigned climate mission is now in conflict with the ECB's original mandate. So, they've pushed inflation targets to the side and launched a new stimulus that serves its newfound mission. Known as the Green QE, the ECB's new program has mandated the central bank to buy nothing but green bonds. And it's not just corporates the ECB is arm-twisting. They're influencing policy makers, too. It even released a paper titled Climate Change Mitigation, How Effective is Green Quantitative Easing? that calls for central banks' intervention in the case of a lack of government response. Is there any doubt who's in control here? Clearly, it's not the government you think you elected. On this side of the world, the Green QE isn't as straightforward as it is in Europe. Back in 2021, Powell tossed around the same idea of incorporating climate goals into the Fed's decision-making. To that end, he even introduced two separate committees. But last month, Powell got cold feet and backed off. He announced that the Fed would leave climate policy to policymakers after all. Perhaps Powell was conscious that this inflation bout could lose the public's trust in the Fed. Perhaps this was just a tactic to let the Europeans spend first. Perhaps Powell is just bluffing, as he always does. Or, perhaps enough is being done by politicians on this side of the world already. Remember, last year, the Biden administration passed the largest climate spending bill disguised as an Inflation Reduction Act. Under this bill, the government will spend well over $700 billion, half of which will go to fight climate emergency. Meanwhile, Trudeau has already pledged billions to meet its climate target by 2030. Anyone with a shred of logic could tell you that spending more money to fight inflation caused by climate policies makes zero sense. While world leaders may sometimes appear to make illogical decisions, they, or their handlers, aren't as dumb as you think. There has to be something more to this stupidity, right? There is, 
And the answer won't surprise longtime Aquidia readers. Just before COVID hit, BlackRock, the world's largest asset manager overseeing $10 trillion in assets, issued a dire warning to Wall Street. Its CEO, Larry Fink, alerted his clients that capital markets would undergo a sweeping flight of capital because money would go green. Here's his alarming note. Not long after, Fink declared war on legacy energy industries and urged clients to follow his lead. And so began the ESG craze. Fink's forewarning urged over $1.2 trillion of capital to flow from unsustainable legacy businesses into ESG assets like EV companies and solar panel makers in the next two years. And guess who oversaw and earned a fat commission on this capital flight? That's right, BlackRock. At the end of 2021, the record year for ESG, BlackRock became the leading asset manager of ESG funds. On top of that, BlackRock used Aladdin to quietly channel clients' funds into its ESG funds without their knowledge. Aladdin is BlackRock's flagship asset management software. Think of it as a dashboard for some of the biggest institutional investors in the world who collectively oversee nearly $22 trillion through Aladdin. That's roughly 7% of all assets in the world. Imagine earning 1-2% in management fees from that $1.2 trillion invested in ESG funds. But Larry Fink isn't the only one. As I revealed in my letter, The Master Puppeteer, see link below, Bill Gates is another powerful yet largely disguised asset manager overseeing capital flows into this greenwashing craze. Gates is running a secretive fund called Breakthrough Energy that's been granted authorization to distribute both private and federal capital to green companies of his choice. That means he has the power to potentially distribute and earn a slice of trillions of dollars in fiscal money to flight the climate emergency. But make no mistake, these guys aren't in it just for the money. They have plenty to last many, many lifetimes. As always, it's about control. Remember how John Piermont Morgan used his power to create the Fed and take over entire industries in the early 20th century? Larry Fink and Gates are the J.P. Morgan-like industrialists of the 21st century. Just as Morgan monopolized steel and railroad industries, Fink and Gates are now gobbling up today's most precious resource, energy. They use their influence in capital markets to gain control over budding energy giants while choking off the competition. In this case, legacy fossil fuel companies. Meanwhile, the rest of us are paying the price for their power games, a significant rise in energy costs, which have led to the highest inflation in 50 years. And while they have you believing that fossil fuels will be no more, they've been buying what you've been selling. Just take a look at the energy sector, setting record highs since politicians announced their climate bills and goals, all of which are to eliminate fossil fuels. Now, consider this. Natural gas is still considered a green energy, at least according to the European Union. In other words, don't think of green energy as your only investment alternative. Natural gas players, such as those in the Marcellus Shale and LNG, will continue to boom in the next leg of the green energy transition. There's a reason why the biggest asset managers, such as Vanguard and BlackRock, are heavily invested in them. So, if you want to keep up with inflation, follow the money. Do as they do, not as they say. Seek the truth and be prepared.